Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Captain Over speaking. We'll be cruising at 36,000 feet this evening. Our arrival time in Chicago will be 10.45 p.m. Central Time. The temperature there is currently 62 degrees with a 20% chance of precipitation. Meanwhile, relax and enjoy your flight. Would you like something to read? Do you have anything light? Oh, how about this leaflet, Famous Jewish Sports Legends? Yes, thank you. I saw you standing on the corner. You look so big and fine. I really wanted to go out with you. So when you smiled, I laid my heart on the line. Fly podcast with me, Dave Juskow. How you doing today? God, it's a beautiful day in New York City. Taping on a Friday, actually, September 24th. Oh my God, what do you don't know what day September 24th is? Well, I think, what, 44 years ago, this guy, Dave Juskow, got bar mitzvah. Exactly 44 years ago, I think. I think I got it right. I don't know. 1977, September 24th. Wow, that is hilarious. But it is an absolutely picture-perfect September day in New York City after a nightmare yesterday. I was driving through that stupid flash-flooding rain from my mother's house. It wouldn't let me go. And that's another whole story. But I will tell you, I will open with this. Only minutes ago, minutes ago, I got a phone call. And uh, don't worry about me. Dave Juskow's doing fine. To, um, I got a, uh, an, a an offer to host the pet parade on Halloween down in the Meatpacking District. Thank you so much, everybody. I'm very excited about it, too. Yes, I will be uh, uh, announcing the pet parade uh, with my friend uh, Victoria uh, Keelan, <laughs> who um, uh, you might remember. She was actually on a podcast many years ago. I'm just going to turn the oops. Turn this. <laughs> I kind of feel like uh, Rick Moranos. These are called super. I know I did it last week. Um, but yes, uh, it's the funniest thing ever. Uh, would you be interested to host? Yes. I'll take it. Well, I didn't tell you what it is. It's fine. It's a pet parade. What? I think it's a pet parade with pets and drag queens and trannies and all this stuff you're not allowed to say anymore, but you can say, but you want to say, I don't know. The, the guy who's putting it together wants to... Um, you know, go back to the old school, the meatpacking district used to be back in the 70s and 80s and even uh, into the 90s where it's just full of uh, prostitutes and crazy people and nut jobs. And that all changed. So uh, that's the big plan for Halloween <laughs> here in uh, the West Village of Manhattan or what they used to call the meatpacking district, which I guess they still call it, even though there's no meat. I mean, there actually used to be meatpacking places there, and I think they all got bought up, and I guess they moved them somewhere else. I mean, we were eating a lot of meat. I know I'm going to Wolfgang's this evening, so I don't know. The meat's got to be coming from somewhere. I don't know where. I'm certainly going to eat a lot of beef this evening. And I got a beef with these beef people, I'll tell you. (laughs) How are you? That's the kind of stuff you can expect at the pet parade on Halloween. I even told, I said to my friend, I go, I don't like to leave... The house on Halloween. Yeah, I don't like to be anywhere near the West Village, is what I'm saying. But And it's also a Sunday this year during football season. But, I mean, come on, right? You know me. I'm going to dread this until the day. Oh, my God, I have to go out on Halloween. I'm missing football. I'm doing this. But you know it's going to be awesome. I have to do it just for the podcast alone. So I can describe to you what happened during the pet parade. Maybe try and take a little audio or some video. And share it with everybody because it's going to be hilarious. So I must do it. Even though I have become a shut-in, I have to do these few things to get out of the house 
so I can provide this kind of entertainment for my Patreon subscribers who are paying for this quality entertainment of the life I lead here in Just Cow in the City. And I can't see how a pet parade is. And I pulled the uh, Richard Dreyfuss, uh, you know, the Goodbye Girl scene, which of course is our favorite, where in the movie The Goodbye Girl, this big director comes in finally and offers this guy, I mean, this is, you know, what would happen to me too, just uh, this guy who never gets a break. And this Oliver Stone comes in, it's actually the name of Oliver Fry in the movie, and that's because before Oliver Stone would even exist. I'm just using it as an example, or Martin Scorsese comes in, and the guy's like, what's the line? The line, line is, um, wow, Oliver Fry, very nice to meet you. He goes, yes, I just have one question. Would you be interested in a movie? And he goes, you mean making one with you? Well, we could go to one, but I think making one is much more fun. And then Richard Dreyfuss is like, what, are, you, are you kidding? Yeah, of course I'd be. And then he, and then he calms down. He's trying to act professional. Um, <clears throat> yes, I would uh, be very interested. Uh, so that's what I did. A pet parade? Are you kidding? I would. <clears throat> yes, I would uh, be very interested in um, trying to be professional of a pet parade. Because that's where all of my talents and all this buildup to this time has led. The, the downfall of Dave Juskow leading the Halloween... Uh, what, 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 tranny and uh, can you call that anymore? Is that using the wrong word? I don't know, but that's what it is. The the gay and transsexual pet parade down at the uh, <laughs> during Halloween in the West Village, folks. Come on, that's hilarious. That is the hilarious, and it only happened five minutes before I uh, went on the air, and I'm like, perfect timing. I'm telling everybody, and you're all welcome to come. I think it's just right outside on the city streets. I guess they block off a couple of blocks. I think it's uh, the, the guy who's producing it produced a uh, wig stock that will solidify my uh, run for Manhattan Borough President as I am a friend of the gays. <laughs> and uh, being on, of course, Marina's show on Saturdays at 3, I'm a friend of the blacks. It's all working out. The very racist Dave Judskow is a friend to everybody. Who would have thought in uh, 1979 that Dave Juskow would be friends to blacks and gays? And can you imagine if I had a black gay friend? Well, forget about it. I mean, what? I mean, then we'll be checking all the boxes like that show Tom Swift, which I'm totally excited about. So, yes, hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. I am obviously in a very festive mood because it is a beautiful day. Really, that's the only reason I'm going to Wolfgang's tonight. Why should I be festive? I'm going with Rachel Feinstein and my friends Lee and Laura and her husband and uh, super fun time. I'm just looking. Yeah, I guess I didn't talk to you on Sunday. I went out with, uh, you know, I always trying to look for somebody to go out with on Sunday. So on Sunday, I went to Hoboken and I made my bets because that's what I do. So just whatever. And then I didn't even want to watch football. I turned it off and I got some work done, which was a miracle. And then I went out. Jeff and I were going to have dinner, Jeff Ross. And then he really wanted to see Rachel and her baby. So we ended up going to the cellar again, which I hate. I'm just, I'm just not in the mood anymore, especially on Sundays. I just wanted to go for dinner, go out. But, you know, and if you watch the Tuesday show, you see the picture of me and Jeff and Rachel and her husband and the baby and... Oh, that baby is a little cutie pie, uh, little Frankie. I was going to say Cousin Frankie, but uh, Cousin Frankie loves little Frankie because why wouldn't he? And she is adorable. And boy, what a speedy, what a speedster. She was running all over the place really fast. I, It must be very difficult to be, like if I do have a kid, it's going to be very difficult to be an older one and keep up with a, a, a I didn't realize how fast one-year-olds are. They're like as fast as dogs, like just getting out of a leash and running down the street, you know? We brought her to the, the bar, not inside the bar, but she was outside and talking to these dogs because I always think kids and dogs have a communication. And then she just ran into the bar. It was really cute and really funny. And so that was uh, fun, but uh, we're going to hang out with the adults this evening. You know, it's five of us. You know, I don't have a date, so... And, you know, I don't want to just bring a girl. You know, you want to bring somebody who fits in, and that's... Uh, well, if I don't meet any of those people anymore, so... Just the five of us. That's fine. I don't have any problem with it. Uh, my friends 
Leah and Laura, the tradition is they come over here. And I was so mad at Rachel because, of course, she scheduled a spot for 11 o'clock. Well, now, whose fault is that? But, of course, she didn't disclose it. Well, why don't we meet a little earlier? And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Because she didn't want the fear of her, uh, you know, putting a spot. And I don't care if she has a spot. Just, like, don't pretend like you didn't, you know. You're like, but I want to have a relaxing dinner. I'm like, then don't make a spot for yourself where you have to leave, dummy. What do you want me to tell you, you know? If you got a spot, you got a spot. It's no big deal. Just say you have a spot. I mean, you know, we'll work it out, whatever. Anyway, then uh, Leonor come over here. We have a little bit of uh, some scotch, play some video games, and then walk over to the place. It's going to be beautiful. That's tonight. Hey, ho. Ho, ho. What a night. Oh, my God. But yesterday, yesterday, I went to my mom's, right? So, because, you know, it's Thursday. So, I go to my, and I was trying to, beat the rainstorm but i didn't i mean it was pouring and because of hurricane ida i was terrified that i was going to be one of those douchebags i was making fun of and i was going to be stuck in the flooding but i guess that's how you get caught up in it but for that storm i would have left because everyone said that was going to be bad this one it was on the fence you know but be smarter and say i'm not driving at that time because they say things are going to get epically bad i mean they said that if you get caught up in something that you're not, you know, something like yesterday, I'm like, well, what are you going to do? But fortunately, everything worked out. But it's terrifying going down the New Jersey Turnpike. I was, you know, I was in the left-hand lane, but that was all getting flooded. So every, so nobody was in the left-hand lane because clearly it was completely flooded. And, you know, my car ain't that great, but thank God I got those new tires, you know. And it, it worked out fine. It's just you just got to take it easy. And, you know, once I parked, I was like... Whew. You know, it's like you just sit there like you're out of breath, like you just um, did this marathon because your heart is in your sleep, uh, the stomach all the time. You know, it's like it's terrifying driving and driving rain like that. You know, you put on the wipers, the, the, the highest level, and it's still not doing the job. And yet you don't want to stop either because you're like, well, because I was going to stop in the parking lot and make some bets. And I'm like, no, no, let's just move on because i don't know whether it's going to get worse or better whatever the case may be anyway i went to rotas yesterday and there's two things that uh, are really goddamn annoying and hilarious at the same time so my mother wants to move finally she's very into moving to this independent living place so she's ready you know we didn't have to force her or anything she's like i want to move but <laughs> but i found that the reason she wants to move is because she's sick of driving her friends places and she doesn't want to be the president of Hadassah anymore. So she's moving. I said, you know, you can just say no to these people. She goes, no. She needs to change her number. So she has to move to get away from her home number. I'm not kidding you or exaggerating. There's an old Mary Tyler Moore episode where she, I think, has to, something, she has some sort of, confrontation with somebody she goes you know i'm not maybe she was talking to mr grant i can't be in these situations i'm not confrontational i wanted to fire the cleaning lady once but i couldn't so i moved i suppose you want a few days to think it over no i've got some responsibility for you right now two things as a matter of fact you do oh Mm -hmm. that's great great first thing i want you to hire a new sportscaster oh mr grant thank you that's wonderful Mm -hmm. but i i didn't know that ed is leaving and neither does he that's the second thing you'd do. Fire Ed. Mr. Grant, please, no. I've never fired anybody in my life. Mary- I had a cleaning lady once I couldn't fire, so I moved. I told my mother that. I'm like, you're just like Mary Richards. You can't... But she's not as nice a person, but um, she's moving to get away from driving her friends, you know, to places. I mean, you got to be kidding me. She was the one who offered to do it. Now she doesn't want to do it, so she's moving. That's her plan. But whatever. You know, she doesn't want to be in the big house anymore. I get that. And she's just totally ready. So she wants to move this place. I want you to see it. I'm like, I don't care. If you like it, it's fine. And as you know, my sister and I aren't talking, so it's been very difficult to do this because now's a good time for us to be together, but it's gotten even worse now she just texts me, hey, move out your stuff out of mom's. And I'm like, what an asshole. You know, like we used to talk every day. I mean, this just it, our relationship is so strained, all because of what happened with Billy. Now, meanwhile, Billy is happy as a clam with me 
Because remember, I sent him to North Carolina to visit his girlfriend. And let me tell you something. I was telling my, telling my mom, like, yeah, you know, they didn't even call or say anything, but they did. Like five minutes after I dumped the phone, Billy texted me. You know, it was something I landed. I had the best time. Thank you so much, all that. And Jordan, my girlfriend, is going to write you a letter. And she wrote me the kindest, nicest note. Thank you so much. Like that had a lot of meaning, you know, with the stuff about like uh, stuff that had happened on Thanksgiving with the scratch offs and everything. She was so cute. And that was great because that's all you're looking for is just some sort of like, you're welcome. You're welcome. No problem. My pleasure. So me and Billy are good. Me and Liza are good. And me and Dory are good. It's just Beth is still mad. And remember, the only reason she's angry is because I didn't want Billy coming over because he was unvaccinated at the time and was hanging out with all these other unvaccinated people. But, you know, she can't respect that. And that's weird. So I don't feel I did any. I mean, yes, I handled it incorrectly. We've already talked about that. But whatever the case may be, she's still very angry. And listen, she hasn't forgiven me for stuff that happened in the 70s. Just brother and sister shit. She thinks I'm the worst brother that ever lived. After I hear other stories about brothers and sisters, and this is the shit that happens when you're growing up. Yeah, I was uncool because I was confused and whatever. But, you know, it's the stuff you got to forgive. She doesn't forgive. She doesn't forgive. And uh, it's bad because, you know, we're moving our mother and we need to be in a united front and figure stuff out. But I just think it's going to get worse. So anyway, so we went to the place yesterday and, uh, you know, they got to check out my mother's financial condition. So she wrote up all this stuff. And I'm like, why didn't you wait for me so me and, and Joe could help you write, fill in this information? She can't wait for anything. So yesterday I find out she has her vehicle registration and she's telling me it's not letting me put it through. And I'm like, well, when I get there on Thursday, we'll do it and I'll take care of it for you because you can just do it online. And then I found out she just did it anyway. I said, we, we can even if you're worried about it and you want to get it done right away, we can do it on Zoom so I can watch what you're doing and then help you. But she wanted it just done. So she went on some site, whatever that is. And got completely scammed, and they paid. She's like, "Why do I have a processing fee?" And I'm like, "Cause you didn't go to the, the division of motor vehicles. You're on some strange site, which I just looked up, and it's a scam site. So no vehicle registration. Then I found out her vehicle registration is already expired. So now we have to make an appointment for next week to go to the DMV and give out all the other information, which is a pain in the ass, but it could have been so easy because I said, stop looking at your mail, put it in this trunk for me. Every time I come by, I'll open it and then things won't get lost. It's horrible because I keep saying, please help me help you. And that's what's frustrating about it. You know, she keeps doing these things that are making things more difficult to deal with when we're all trying to help her. And I'm sure most of you have these dealings with your parents as well. Anyway, they're trying to see if she has enough money to live at this place. Now, this place is perfect because it's independent living. And then when it's time, it's then assisted living and then a nursing home. So it's the all-encompassing thing that's perfect. Once she moves there, that's where she needs to be forever, right? That's the end. It's beautiful. We don't have to worry about anything else. But it's a little costly, as these places are. But if you move in now and you pay this extra fee, um, you know, it's a locked in. Because, you know, finding assisted living nursing homes is very expensive. I mean, you know, I don't have any money. Maybe my sister has some money. But whatever the case may be, they're looking at her finances, which is what you do. And I said, and then I met the lady and I said, and she goes, oh, I'll look you up on Facebook, you know, or something. You know, what kind of shows do you do? And I hear you're a comedian. You know, I'm like, uh-huh. And I said to my mom, like, wouldn't it be funny if you got turned down because they actually saw my act, uh, you know, online? They were like, um, Rhoda, we'd love to have you seem perfect, but your son is one of the worst comics I've ever seen. <laughs> and we were laughing so hard because I went, that just be the best. I mean, that would be absolutely epic. Um, we watched that football live show you told us about, and that is just he's awful and we just can't have somebody living here like that meanwhile we found out that where she's going <clears throat> sorry where she's going the she always had tickets for years for the new jersey symphony orchestra you know she likes uh, the the arts 
And she had to get rid of them because they were too expensive. And as it turns out, this place, if she moves in here, their practices on Mondays, the, the New Jersey Symphony Orchestra practices at this living home, nursing home, whatever you want to call it, every Monday. I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, that's perfect, right? She's already happy there anyway. Now we got to work out the finances. I'm talking to Beth. is like, it's not realistic. She can't do this. She can't have this. And I'm like, let's just find a way. Now, I know what I'm saying isn't realistic, and I don't live a realistic life anyway. But I'm all in on trying to make my mother happy, I guess, even though she'll never be happy because she is just like me and my sister. <laughs> but I'm all in on doing whatever it takes, if it means borrowing or if it means... I don't know. I just want to see if there's any kind of way that we can do it, but not talking to Beth and her not just being on board like, no, you don't know what you're talking about, that kind of stuff. I mean, that's just going to be a nightmare. So I don't know what is going to happen. I just know it's bad in the sense of my uh, sister and I not speaking. Meanwhile, even if we were speaking, she just never wants to be unrealistic and maybe take a look, like, what if we did this or that? You know, it's just all black and white. And I just always feel there's another way. And I've never felt anything about this before, besides my own life, which I just, you know, mess up on my own. I mean, this is the one good thing I could probably do, or the one last good thing for being such a rotten son for so many years and being so mean. This is a wonderful way to somehow make up for all that. Um, even though in the long run it probably doesn't even matter. But perhaps it's good for your soul. Whatever. Anyway, speaking of that uh, Sunday show, or rather, sorry, sorry, I got uh, distracted. I was looking at my uh, notes and then I got confused that I thought I had something else to say, but I think I covered everything. The Tuesday show. uh, I still am, I know it's only been, well, it's been three weeks now, but I'm loving it. I love it. I don't know why. I mean, I love it so much more than the other shows. I love the fact that it's two hours. There's just so much. And I love that there's ads and it's like a real show. I know I already told you this. So I thought last week was great with Marina and Lenny Marcus. They're able to take the time with the picks because Lenny knows it. We're not rushing through it because, you know, he was still entertaining and it was it was really great. I, I just had a good time doing it. I don't know if anybody's watching. I mean, we get like two, three hundred views a week now. When we're doing it live, there's like four or five viewers, it seems. But later, people seem to watch it. So whatever the case may be. Do I even care? Remember I was doing that Sunday show last year, four people watching. I don't care. I just like talking, obviously. So this week, we have, uh, this comes out on Tuesday, we have, uh, oh, my God. So I have this girl, Kate Herman. She's gorgeous. I mean, stunning. So beautiful that when we're on a Zoom podcast together or a Zoom video cast together, it's hard to concentrate because she's so stunningly beautiful. Now, I'm not kidding with you. Anyway, she's also a little crazy. I mean, not like Sophia crazy, like like kind of evil crazy. So I've been... Uh, she gets drunk and gets a little... You know, maybe anti-Semitic, all that, but it, but you forgive it because she's so pretty, right? It's ridiculous. But last week, I mean, she told me she knows all about football. She goes, "Yeah, I know everything," and I'm like, "Right, right, right, right." And last week, I don't know anything about fantasy football. I don't know. I never liked that. In fact, when I do my show, they're like, "Oh, you'll talk about fantasy." I'm like, "Huh?" I just like making the picks, and I like the gambling aspect. But uh, you know, most everybody else likes fantasy. I remember even David Blitzer, the owner of the Devils, had to leave my pool. But he was legally allowed to do fantasy because it's completely undertaken by the NFL. You know, it's a, it's a complete legal system. So he was allowed to do a fantasy league even though he owns one of the teams. It's just totally legal, which is why I think he can come on my show. And I asked him to come on. He said he'll come on next month uh, on the football show because even though we talk about spreads and all stuff, it's all legal now. The NFL has been good with that. So anyway... I, I get this DraftKings because this girl says she knows stuff. She goes, I'll send you my notes on Sunday. I'm like, all right. So she sends me her lineup, and I put it in. And I said, well, I'll take a shot. I'll, I'll, uh, you know, I'll go more than the $3. I'll go $20. And we won. 
She says, yeah, I know all the algorithms. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, but this is unbelievable. She wasn't full of shit. I know for sure she was full of shit. I can't believe we won. Do you know how many people are in that contest? Like 600,000 people. Like we didn't win the whole thing. But, you know, it was like 6,000 out of 600,000 and you still get money. I won like 50 bucks. And then I'm like, you got to come on the show. I was going to invite her on anyway because I assume she, you know, it's a pretty girl that knows football. There's nothing better. So she's going to be on at six o'clock. We're not making picks. We'll make five picks. But uh, hopefully, you know, we'll talk about this and the fact that she's a living legend of fantasy football for some God knows reason. I don't know why. All I do know is that for some reason during the pandemic, I will always remember that um, several really pretty models helped me financially through the pandemic as Sophia has helped me with stocks. And this girl, Kate, has helped me with football. I mean, it's really funny that these unbelievably really pretty girls have helped me uh, make a living during the pandemic. It's hilarious. So she's going to be on the first hour at 6 o'clock. And then the great, hilarious, wonderful guy, Greg Fitzsimmons, will be on the 7 o'clock hour. And that's where we'll make our full slate of picks because he knows Uh, sports you know I can only do it with the guys that know sports so like let's just say you have like Dan Natterman on he's not a football guy so he would be like the first hour person and then I'll get somebody else to make the picks but whatever I don't know what's happening with that and then uh, the week after Alex Sulkin from Family Guy will be on we'll promote his new season of Family Guy and he will come on the seven o'clock hour I don't know who I'm gonna have on at six Um, I just found out I can't get Gilbert Gottfried until November but you know, we're getting the good guests, and that's the important thing, and I really don't care either way because I just enjoy doing the show, and I'm having a good time doing it. Hey, right? You know what I'm talking about, right? Meanwhile, oh, so I want to tell you this. Uh, the reason I played the uh, famous Jewish sports legend before, I didn't tell you that last week, because it's, or maybe I mentioned it on the Tuesday show, I don't know, where it's just so funny, because I think I told him when I met him, I'm like, oh, you're now, now we can, that, that leaflet and famous Jewish sports legend, we can add you. Now it can be a pamphlet. <laughs> add on another one so i'm watching inside the nfl last week and he is wearing a jewish star which is you know awesome for an inside the nfl and he's wearing it and it's front and center and very prominent but every time he moves it's scraping against the microphone so you know that whoever is running the sound in that production studio is like goddamn fucking jews <laughs> like it's like the worst thing that could happen if you already hate jews already and then a guy's wearing like a giant jewish star and it's scraping against the microphone damn it goddamn jews get a costume <laughs> it's, like, it's like a disaster for you already hate him because he's jewish anyway and then you're just like oh you see what they do these people meanwhile that could obviously happen with a cross or anything else but it was just extra funny and then i believe I, and I don't know for sure, but I watched it this week, and I think Phil Sims made him take it off. Because <laughs> he, he, he alluded to the fact that Phil Sims is the complete end-all executive producer of the show now. So he's in charge. And Julian Edelman calls him Mr. Sims. And he said, oh, I'm not allowed to slap the table. He said, I was slapping it too much and put my hands on the table. And I totally get that, because that messes with the sound, too. And that Jewish star was gone. So uh, he must have also told him, hey, uh, listen, I, I don't have any problem with Jews, uh, even though Phil Sims looks like he should have problems. I mean, he's the whitest, but they call him the choir boy. Uh, he was like, listen, kid, <laughs> bubble. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, that Jewish star is not going to work. So that was really funny. But what a, what a terrific guy. He's such a fun guy. And, you know, he made a real a real splash for himself on that show because he was doing a Bill Belichick imitation and it went viral and it was great. It's really ha- Obviously, I'm happy for him. Obviously, I'm happy for him. I love this guy. He's my new best friend. I asked him to be on the show. He can't do Tuesdays uh, because that's when he tapes inside the NFL. So I, I think I might have told you this last week. No, I don't think I did. I might s- switch one show to Wednesday. That way I can get Sarah and him on, which would be terrific. Also, when I went, this is so stupid. When I went, to Hoboken last week you know I take the ferry there and I always walk past the captain when I'm going to the upper deck and I'm like well let's stretch her legs and see what she can do and the guy's just staring at me like I'm an idiot I'm like I guess do other people say that to him 
And watch out for those icebergs, huh? <laughs> hey, Captain. <laughs> well, if the, if the captain's mess, let him clean them up. Am I right, Captain? Hello. But that's the other thing, too. I was supposed to go with this girl, Kate, on Wednesday to go to Staten Island. They film a show which really only has four viewers, like ever, in Staten Island to do football picks. I'm like, yeah, I'll go. And I was so excited to be able to go out on Wednesday to have something to do and take the Revel scooter all the way to the Staten Island Ferry. It's like really far. So I was planning out my map and like what time I'd have to leave and all this stuff. I'd never gone that far. And then they uh, canceled. Damn it. I was like, damn it. But she's like, the producer can't make it. And I'm like, damn it. I was so excited to have something to do on Wednesday. And then I just never left the house on Wednesday. But that was all right. I mean, I think I got some work done. Maybe. I don't know. But the Revel scooter, which I didn't, I just found, remember how I told you that I did enough mileage on the scooter so they unlocked the Queensboro Bridge for me? Well, apparently last week, the city decided no scooters on the bridge, not the Revel company. The city decided no scooters on the bridge, so it's locked again. I didn't even get to try it out. I was so excited. It was such a game changer, such a game changer. I didn't even get to try it because they put it away already damn it it's so frustrating because i might go to queens on monday again and it would have been the perfect situation damn it i hate i don't hate taking the city bike but it's a pain on the way back having to find an electric bike and drive this you know i'm looking i can't put my phone on the scooter because it doesn't fit uh it's a long story but i'm so you can't just give it to somebody and take it away it's like when my mother decided to be kosher and we had already eaten bacon. You can't do that. It's not right. So, Dear Evan Hansen opens today, taping again on Friday, September 24. Dear Evan Hansen, as you know, this is Broadway show that I worshipped and I must have done like 20 podcasts on it because it's uh, a miracle of uh, theater. And this guy, Ben Platt, I've been talking about him for a long time. So they make the movie. They made the movie, finally. Now, Ben Platt's, he, well, he looks like he's 40. So we got, we got kind of a Rizzo and Grease thing going on here. They just made the movie. It opens today. Now, you had to do this. I'm glad they got it right. You could have easily casted somebody else, but you had to have the fucking Tony winner recreate the role I, now maybe it would have been different if COVID hadn't happened I don't know but you had to have this guy now I don't know how old he is now maybe he's 28 29 and he's playing an 18 year old boy maybe a 17 year old boy and he looks really old I just saw the coming attraction of the trailer you got to see it it's hilarious he really looks it just like Rizzo and Grease I'm like wait how old is this guy and everybody else looks 17 so it's this girlfriend looks way young so it's already awkward but I don't care because they made the right decision because Ben Platt is a, a goddamn genius, or at least he was in the play. I really haven't seen him do anything else. But I worship him and everything he does because of his performance that one day. And that's all it takes sometimes, you know? I mean, you know, we've talked about this multiple times. Christopher Reeve is probably a really shitty actor. But you make one really good Superman movie, and technically you make two. And I'm all in on anything he did for the rest of his life. I'm like, he's the best. I will sit through anything. So therein lies my Ben Platt love. So I'm glad they did it. But it looks, it just looks ridiculous. He looks old. But it still looks great. But I'm going to tell you this. And I don't know whether I mentioned this before. I'm pretty sure I did. On the many, you know, two, three years ago, whenever we were talking about Ben Platt nonstop. Whenever I was talking about Ben Platt, not stop. <laughs> you guys were like, when is he going to stop talking about Ben Platt? We have a drinking game. How many times I uh, talk about, uh, rather, Dear Evan Hansen. So I, 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 I want you to see this movie. And I don't want you to go to the movies and see it, but I want you to see it when it comes to cable because... The, so let's say you don't like musicals, right? And there was a guy in the paper today who was saying, like, you know, I don't know, they've, they've added some songs, taken away some songs, probably did it right, but, but this musical doesn't need to be a musical. Now, on Broadway, I mean, the music is amazing. The music's great. The songs are really good, so that's why it worked on every level. But what I'm telling you is why I want you to watch it is because the plot, the premise, is outstanding. 
And you just don't see that in a lot of musicals. That's why I always like Next to Normal, which I think I've told you about. It just deals with depression, this woman's depression. And, you know, you find out stuff along the way. But what an interesting plot line. And, you know, the musicals we grew up on are just fluff. You know, um, well, actually, Tammy Yankees does sound good. You make a deal with the devil to play for the Yankees. Well, that's not bad. The, the Washington Senators. Right? But, uh, you know, mostly musicals are just stupid, and it's just boy meets girl, and this is the way it is. But this premise had teeth, you know? Like, it's really interesting. The plot, the, you know, the revelation, this, the, the way things happen. I, I really think in that sense, let alone their brilliant use of social media, and that's just in the Broadway play, which I assume that they'll be able to take over, really. So it's completely relevant you know, it's not like Greece. I mean, we love Greece. Well, what's the premise of Greece? Who gives a shit? You know what I'm saying? It's not anything you're going to be like, well, it's not Shakespeare, but it is what it is. This is amazing. I don't know if you've ever seen Singing in the Rain, but I've always said, if you took out the musical numbers, if you didn't care for musicals, and there certainly are lots of people who don't care for them, if you took out the musical numbers in Singing in the Rain, you'd still have a really good movie. Because the premise is so strong and so interesting, you'd be intrigued either way. I mean, the premise of what happened, you know, when, when talkie movies first came out and the, the nervousness of everybody who was like, oh, it's not going to, you know, people, most people say it's not going to work. It'll never work, which, of course, is just, you know, when you think about it now, you're like, what are you, an idiot? How can that not work? But then the, the fear of the people that had accents or bad voices, and of course in Singing in the Rain, it's classic, the, the woman who's very beautiful and perfect on camera, and they wait, maybe if it's a half hour in, you know, they have all these things with her, and she doesn't talk, you don't even realize it until she finally comes in and talks, and I can't stand, and you know, has an awful voice, and they're like, oh my God, what are we going to do? So the premise is good. The way Gene Kelly comes in, he's as a stuntman, and then he has all these things. It's It was different than any... That's why it was so popular. It wasn't just the music. The plot line was interesting, and that's what makes your best musicals. I mean, besides a Grease, which you're just intrigued in a different kind of way. But Singing in the Rain is fascinating in every level. It's just a, about, you know, the movie business in 1920s, you know, even though that was only 30 years before that was made, but... This premise is really good, and I don't want to spoil it for you because I, I really think you'll find it interesting too. So I'm very excited to see this movie. I don't know. You know, most Broadway musicals that they make into movies never work. That's why Grease is truly a phenomenon. It is extremely rare for a Broadway musical to carry over into film. And for many, I mean, until Grease, really, it, it just didn't even work. I mean, I, maybe I should have uh, looked up examples before, but I didn't know I was going to talk about this. And I'm trying to think if there's ever been anything that's been so popular on Broadway that they've been able to transfer it to a movie, but I, I, I can't... You know, now that they do it backwards now, but it's very rare. Very rare. That's why I'm, I'm you know, very excited to see this movie. I remember one of my favorite examples is A Chorus Line. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. And that was one of the best plays musicals i've ever seen in my life so you know why doesn't it transfer over i don't know i mean it's just because it's stupid but if you can expand it in this day and age and not and do it the right way i guess i don't know people still like musicals i mean why would the voice and american idol and america's got talent be popular if people still didn't like singing or just stupidity and speaking of stupidity and singing I'm thinking of that TV show Smash, right? Or even Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist or uh, Glee, all these very popular shows where people just sing out of nowhere. And in Smash, Deborah Messing was in Smash, and this is what reminded me of this. Deborah Messing today called out Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian is going to be the first host, no, the second host on October 9th of Saturday Night Live for its, what is it, 49th season? 47th season. For season 47, Kim Kardashian is going to be the set. Owen Wilson's the first host with Casey Musgraves. October 9th, Kim Kardashian, West, Halsey, the musical guest. That's hot. 
October 16th, Remy Malik and Young Thug. You know him. <laughs> and then uh, October 23rd, Jason Sudeikis and Brandy Carlisle. So this idiot, Deborah Messick, who is a genuine idiot. I think I've done multiple podcasts on how much I hate her. Now, why do I hate her? I don't even know. But it, when she was doing that show that it, when I first started this podcast seven years ago, it was a brand new NBC show. What was it called? The Mysteries of Laura, I think. And she was in it. And I'm like, why are we even bothering with Deborah Messing? Deborah Messing was very good in Will and Grace. She was okay. She did a good job for what it is. Deborah Messing is a very bad actress. She is not a good actress. And she was saying, what the fuck? And now where she comes off saying anything about anything is really fucked up. But she's ripping Kim Kardashian over being asked to be hosting SNL. And Deborah Messing says, and I want to get it completely right. Her quote is, why Kim Kardashian? I mean... I know she is a cultural icon, but SNL has hosts, generally who are performers, who are there to promote a film, TV show, or album launch. Well, she's a fucking idiot then, because then she doesn't know her history. SNL has put on people like that. Okay, there haven't been any social influencers before, but there's always been people of interest. You know, I mean, I think on their first season, they had a... If I remember correctly, if memory serves, uh, they had a contest of who would host either the Christmas show or the season finale. No, it couldn't be the season finale. But they had a, 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 a it was a, an old an old grandmother who who ended up winning, an unemployed guy, and then there were two other people. I can't. I, I got to look it up. And they had a contest of who you want to host, and this grandmother hosted. So, okay, why is that grandmother hosting? Okay, that, that's just exhibit A. And I'm trying to think of other things, but they've had, you know, obviously mayors host or just people of interest, people that are in the news. This is a common thing for SNL. They get, the weird thing about SNL, as much as they stink now and their show is awful, they have been extremely consistent, which is why it's still on the air, of getting top-notch hosts, not every week, but most... I mean, you're getting an Oscar winner in Rami Malek. Uh, and, and you know, who cares about Owen Wilson or Jason Sudeikis? I mean, it's interesting, and those are the kind of hosts that they should have. They're movie stars, or Jason Sudeikis is a good example because, you know, he's an old cast member, and you like that too. But they've always been able to be very consistent on getting Oscar winners or people that are hot. Let alone, they have never slacked on the very current musical guest. They have always been on the cutting edge of getting whoever is hot. That's why I've never heard of half of the people they have on the show because I am not cutting edge of music. I just played Blondie for the opening, right? So I don't know sometimes, you know, I don't I didn't know who Dua Lipa was when they had her on or whatever, or even Billie Eilish at the time. But they've always been on the cutting edge of getting that. So Kim Kardashian West makes a heck of a lot of sense to me. And I don't know where this idiot is coming in complaining, except that I looked it up and she's never hosted SNL, which is actually odd considering that Will and Grace was a pretty big hit on NBC. But I looked it up and she's never hosted, so that has to be where it's coming from. But you have to be seriously a genuine idiot to ever take on the Kardashians in anything. I mean, you are going to get slammed. Now, there are people that are on our side like, yeah, this is weird, but it's not weird. You're not looking at the history. Saturday Night Live has always had interesting people on. Who, who am I thinking of? The guy that always ran for president. I know he's running for president, so it doesn't make sense, but um, he, run, he used to run all the time as an independent candidate. I can't think of his name. I mean, he was a living legend of just running all the time. And he was, I mean, they just, I, I could look it up. I could have the information for you next week. They've always had people of interest on, people that had the news. They were going to have um, uh, Brian Laundry on, but they can't find him. He's in Florida. Thank you. I'm doing a current reference. Huh? 
because I'm trying to solve that Gabby Petito place uh, case on my own. I know I keep talking about doing podcasts. I should immediately open with a Gabby Petito podcast. Why am I stalling on this whatsoever? But then you know I'd have to do um, information and, and getting information and doing journalist to work, and uh, I don't have time for that nonsense. I mean, isn't that fun? Isn't that fun that Gabby Petito... All right, besides the murder and the devastation to her family, all right, that affects two or three people. But it is bringing such joy to everyone else in this country. Isn't that funny? It is bringing such joy that this case is so suspicious and crazy and that this kid is missing and they can't find him and there's all these twists and turns. It is a dream come true. We know the hottest podcasts in this country are murder mysteries. We know that. We know it. Everyone knows it. So, wow. Here we are, a juicy... And, of course, everybody's like, if this was a black girl, this would never be the thing. I mean, it's probably true. But a little white blonde girl in a murder mystery just is the most intriguing of all things. And this is stuff you can talk about with your doorman, with the newspaper guy next door, with your friends. Everybody's invested. It's exciting. It's sad on one hand, but if you you know take that factor, we, we if we don't know her, it doesn't matter. If we knew her, this would be horrible. I can't imagine what her parents are going for through, except that they were probably going through it when they met this douchebag in the first place. Anytime you're bald and you have like hair on your chin, you look like an idiot anyway. So he looked like a complete douchebag. So they were probably furious that he, she was even hanging out with this guy in the first place. So they're probably like, this is going to end badly. So they've probably been prepared for this day. Meanwhile, I mean, the twists and turns of this thing. She dies in this one area which has been known where you can commit the perfect murder. Apparently, there's some sort of jurisdiction between the states of Wyoming and Utah, and you could get away with I mean, some guy wrote a book about how to do the perfect murder, and this is the spot, right? So that's number one. Number two, you know, she's, I mean, number two, I mean, they could, we can go on forever. The, this hitchhiker to pick them up, the, the video of them fighting, you know, all that kind of stuff. Then he comes home without her in the van. His, his parents don't say anything. And then he's like, I'm going to go for a hike. All right, see ya. And what happened to Gabby, by the way? What? I can't hear you. I'm going for the hike. Oh, okay. And then I find out today more information. And now he's, of course, as of today, Friday the 24th, uh, there, he, he's, there's a warrant for his arrest, but not for the murder, for some sort of uh, credit card use. He was using somebody else's credit card after Gabby had died. Uh, but he's also apparently done this before where he's gone off the grid he knows how to survive i mean this is just getting more interesting by the minute and the nation loves shit like this they love it i mean it really is exciting and it's like i almost do want to do a podcast about it but i don't know what i would say unless we could take calls and stuff and it would be kind of fun but I'm not a relevant guy, so, you know, I like to do podcasts that uh, take place 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. <laughs> but, boy, come on. Who's not intrigued by this? This girl was hot and just so cute, and this guy just looks like a complete douchebag, and he's missing. And I don't know what's going to I mean, I hope he doesn't turn up dead because that would be so disappointing if he just killed himself. But I think a guy like this who's, you know, able to survive or whatever. I mean, we don't even know if he's in those Florida glades that they're checking. But, boy, this is good. When they finally find this guy, oh, it's going to get good. They'll find out some more information every day. It's exciting, you know, these kind of things. I don't know why we like him. But anyway, all that being said, we're just talking about how much Deborah Messing is a complete tool, which she is. But it's got to be jealousy about never being asked to host. I don't know why you'd pick on Kim Kardashian West. As soon as they announced her, I'm like, I had no way. I was just like, brilliant. Fucking brilliant. What is Saturday Night Live fucking morons? Kip, Owen Wilson, Kim Kardashian West, Rami Malek, Jason Sudeikis. I'm looking at it right here. Who's going to get the highest ratings? 
on October 9th, who's not turning in, tuning in to see Kim Kardashian? Quite frankly, she is a TV star, Deborah Messing, which you are or were. She is a TV star. Are you kidding? See, before there was social media, there was Kim Kardashian as a TV star. So why not her? I mean, you're nuts. Do I care what the Kardashians do? Am I involved in anything they I care or what they do? And do I want them to go away? Yes. More than anything in the whole world. But let's face it. I am tuning in that day to, at the very least, see her opening monologue. And quite frankly, see her in a couple of sketches. I want to see Kim Kardashian mix it up on Saturday Night Live. I am excited about it. We know that Remy Malik and Owen Wilson are going to be interesting. They'll be okay. We know they're actors. We know they'll be able to do comedy. Jason Sudeikis, of course, too. I, they'll probably do that sketch with Lindsey Buckingham again so he can do the dance thing. I mean, we can expect all that. But Kim Kardashian, when they have a guest like that, you know, especially when they have like a musical guest that's in the sketches and stuff, that's always fun because they stink. And that's the fun. That's why when you get a Peyton Manning, who was the best host ever, boy, do you get lucky. You know, a, a, a sports star who's really endearing, charming, and fun. And funny. And then you get, you know, a Joe Montana who's so dull and boring, but they make fun of that. Or Tom Brady. Or Eli Manning. You know, who's awful in all the sketches. But it doesn't matter because we're not expecting anything. Kim Kardashian at this point in her life is probably a pretty good actress. If you've been on TV at this point, if you have a camera on you 24-7 and you agree to that, how are you not acting every day? You, nobody is that cool well maybe they are because they've just grown up in this spotlight but mainly nobody's that cool where they can just sit knowing the camera's on you're, you're doing bits I, I, I mean I know her whole life has been that but then of course I guess when she gets in a car she's, she probably relaxes so she's acting all the time why wouldn't she be good she might not be the greatest actress, but Deborah Messing is a just a fucking moron and a really bad actress. I believe Kim Kardashian would be a better actress than Deborah Messing. I can't figure out where this stems from. It's such a stupid tweet to put out if you're Deborah Messing. Because even if you're trying to get back, like, hey, people have forgotten about me. Uh, Will and Grace, the sequel has been over now and now it got canceled again and now I, I got nothing going on and I'm, you know, 54. I got to get my name out there. Well, you definitely got your name out there, but is that who you want to be taking on, the Kardashians? Aren't you better taking on Chrissy Teigen or something? You know, somebody a little less profile that's not going to just have swarms of people just beat you up, like even a Dave Juskow? Oh, God, you know what? They're making a Tiger King too. You got to be kidding me. I think everybody's done with that. I can't believe they're doing that. Because they're going to be crazy. Everybody, Nobody wants to remember that. Nobody wants to remember that. I talk about that in my act sometimes. Nobody wants to remember Tiger King. It's just going to remind you of a really bad time in this world. Ugh. That was a COVID thing, and nobody wants to be reminded of it. The other thing I want to talk about celebrity-wise, I'd forgotten to talk about. About two weeks ago, there was an article, and it's what could be more classic than this. Charlie Sheen and Denise Richards have a kid together. And the kid, and I don't know her name, but it was in the paper about two weeks ago. I had it on my desk to read and I kept forgetting it. The kid was like, I need to move out of this house. It's toxic. The, my parents' relationship is toxic. It's like, how is that even news? Wait, you're saying the spawn of Charlie Sheen and Denise Richards is feeling that her parents' relationship is toxic and her living environment is... What? How is that even news? If those kids grow up doing anything normal and somehow stay out of the news and become a banker and live a life with kids outside the news, that's news. If these kids of Denise Richards and Charlie Sheen grow up in any way normal, that's the news. 
I don't know how you're even printing. Like, yes, it's toxic in there. People are sh- what? It is the Denise Richards Charlie Sheen union is t- what? What? I thought that was the funniest article. I- I'm like, well, wait, d- duh. Of course she wants to move out. I think she's 18, so she's like, yeah, I got to move out. And of course they're rich, so why wouldn't she move out? Why? Why your parents? Both of your parents could just set you up. Uh, don't worry, I'll set you up an apartment next door. I mean, whatever. I mean, it's just stupid. These Hollywood kids. It's like annoying, but you can't pull yourself away from it. I mean, the fact that Kim Kardashian again has been able to be famous for this long. What is? Has it been twenty years? I mean, it, 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 it isn't keeping up with the Kardashians almost twenty years old. Fifteen. I mean, that's 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 almost impossible. That's unheard of. She should be a 15 minutes of fame person. But we are living in a different age. And, and are we, though? Because still it's like that with, with social media. But the Kardashians are just smart. They're smart. You can never take that away from them. They are brilliant. The way they've branded themselves. The way they've made their own money from social The way they started. People like... Um, Lori Laughlin's kid being able to be a, a social influencer and making money. They started it all. That's got to be something. It's a miracle whether you like them or not. They're the ones. I mean, they started everything that we know about social media and, and, and you want to kill them for it because you're like, thanks a lot, jerk-offs. But it's goddamn impressive to keep it going this long. Keep their brand going. Never canceling the show. You know, always like, hey, we're going to do Keeping Up with the Kardashians again because we're smart. And we realize, like, you know, we're, we're pulling the RC Cola gag. Whereas RC Cola had advertising, advertising, they became number one. Then they stopped advertising. So then no one ever heard of them again. They're going old school. And remembering that if you're not on television, people forget real quickly. And I am very impressed by whatever they, it is they do over there. Uh, meanwhile, just I forgot, on Monday, I went back to the comedy cellar because I had a meeting with Gnome, right? So, oh, I got my hair cut, by the way. I finally went down and got my hair cut. My hair was a mess. I mean, you saw it. And I got this great cut that is so good, and it looks so perfect now with the gray and black, that when I went into the diner with my mother the other day, everybody commented on it. Boy, your hair is great. Great cut. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> like, I know it. It looks amazing. The guy did a great job. It really looks good. Right? <laughs> I'm saying this. I cut it, you know, a little bit shorter so it's not the bulk wasn't hanging. I mean, it was ridiculous what it was looking like. So this is so much better. And then I went to the cellar, right? So think about this. I go to the cellar on Monday, and I see Gnome there, and he calls over Liz. Because remember, remember, I was trying to do this Christmas show. And he calls, he goes, Liz, Liz, because we're supposed to meet. <clears throat> we're supposed to meet with Liz. And Liz, you can just see, is annoyed because there's something wrong. This, this place isn't the way it's supposed to be. There's all this stuff, right? So I'm trying to explain to her quickly because she won't sit down and she's really busy. And I can tell she's just annoyed with me. And I'm trying to tell her what I'm doing. She's like, just tell me what it is. And I'm like, I'm telling you. And, and Noam just goes, she goes, well, how can we? And Noam just goes, just let him do whatever he wants. And, I mean, that was amazing. The owner of the comedy cellar just let him do what he wants. He really will let me do anything. And that's why, even though I feel like I don't fit in there sometimes, I guess I do. They like me there, obviously. When they produce shows again, I'll be back. And it'll be great. And that was such a wonderful thing to hear. So it made me feel good. But then I could tell Liz is like, she's like, just email me what it is. So I emailed her the script and the thing. But I also emailed her. I said, you know, selfishly, it did not occur to me that the seller is not back to normal. And that if we need to bring camera crews and all the stuff I want to do four days on a Sunday, Monday, Sunday, Monday in October, maybe it's not the right time. I mean, I could tell she was annoyed anyway, and I don't want to annoy her, be in her way. But I said, you know what? Maybe this isn't the right thing to do. Maybe we could do a live one down the road. Now, she hasn't gotten back to me yet, which is pretty uncool. But I pretty much talked myself out of it or talked, talked her out of doing it because I realized like n- things weren't back to normal. If we're not doing produced shows, 
Why should I come there with my camera crew and do something normal? I mean, it seemed like it was one of those things, good idea at the time, and it might not just be the time. And maybe during Christmas we can come and film like we're going to be. Maybe we just got to wait a couple of months. But it seems like things aren't back to normal between COVID, between the flood that they had, all that nonsense. She's not doing produced shows yet. It did seem like a burden that Gnome doesn't, of course, know the day-to-day operations. So I gave her the out. I haven't heard from her yet. I'm going to call her, and I'm okay with that. And maybe down the line we can do a live Christmas one. But still, I went away being pretty happy in the sense that I was glad that Gnome said, just let him do whatever he wants. Look at him. Can you imagine this guy? He's so nice to me. Thank God. Thank God somebody is, right? I'm sure if I told him I would like to get on the show, he'd probably put me on. I know I have whatever the whole story with that is anyway when i was there bob saget was there too that night he was just coming in i was sitting outside and i saw him and i'm like oh i'm dave he goes no of course dave how are you i was like so happy because we've met multiple times we've hung out in vegas i've hung out with his wife we i've hung out with his kids we've had dinner together but i wasn't sure and he totally gave me a hug he's like dave oh my god it's great to see you. And his daughter aubrey was there and she's like hey how's it going i'm like hey it's all right i mean these are really nice people bob saget is a terrific guy and his kids are great. And I've told you this before. I mean, his kids are great. Not, I'm not talking about Ashley and Mary-Kate Olsen. I'm talking about his actual kids. Meanwhile, I think he called Ashley Olsen. I think she lives in the city to come down anyway because he's, he's still even friends with his TV kids. So that's obviously a good man and a good parent, which, you know, I'm a big proponent of. Unlike my sister, who is the worst parent. Those kids are awful. I'm kidding. But, yeah, it was really exciting. I'm so glad he remembered me. You know, there's nothing worse. Like, oh, yeah, right. You know, I mean, with Gilbert, I know he still has no idea who I am. It's funny every time when his wife's like, hey, Gilbert, Dave Juskow's online. What? But that's hilarious because he's nuts. I mean, I know he kind of remembers me. (laughs) He should at this point. It's so funny. But I really don't care. Obviously, I'm friends with everyone else he knows, and it doesn't matter, but... You know, he still does the job and he's still, what, if he's going to make fun of me, I mean, that's hilarious too. So it doesn't really matter. But it was false. It was funny to see Bob without Jeff. You know, I think that was the issue. Jeff had left on Sunday. And it was this, um, you know, it was great to see him. He was really nice. And I liked that. And then I went to the bar and hung out and be like, yeah, you know what? That was an okay night. And then we got the show on Tuesday. It's going to be terrific. How are you? Oh, and then I think on that Monday, right, on that Monday, I guess Rachel came over and just, uh, you know, when I was just sitting, she's like, oh, I'll tell my uh, taxi to come by there and so we can talk for a little bit. I like to tell people to just come over to the bar and see me, you know? But I do enjoy just hanging out there. I like hanging out at a bar. I always have. I always will. But it just you just got to get me out of the house. It's the most important thing. You got to get me out of the house. I was in big trouble. Thank God I got plans tonight. Uh, I really don't usually leave the house on Saturday, but maybe I will. And Sunday, I'm going to the tailgate. I'm going. I'm going to try and do both things. My friend Joe, as you may or may not know, uh, Joe Messina has the charity that we usually have him on the podcast, actually, for Hope and Heroes. And we're doing our walk. Um, this Again, this comes out on Tuesday, but it's on uh, Sunday. We're doing a Hope and Heroes walk. If you ever want to donate to that, hopeandheroes, I think, .org uh, for his daughter who very sadly passed away um, years ago. And we still do this charity walk. But the charity walk, because of COVID, thank you, moved from when it is usually in May to Football Sunday in September. I'm done with the tailgate, except... You know, Lee's going, I do, uh, it's going to be picture-perfect weather. It's hard to not go. In December, I can say, like, screw that. But it's difficult. Plus, there's the possibility there might be people from the old office at this thing, and I don't want to see any of those idiots. I don't want to see any of those idiots. Joe doesn't know who's showing up, so I'm, eh. So I'm trying to do both. I'm trying to go to the tailgate at 9 in the morning. You know, be there by 9.30 and either leave on the 10.50 train or the 11.50 train. Now, the 11.50 one sounds more normal, 
But I don't, you know, and then I won't be able to get to the walk until about 1230. But are they going to be there or are they going to be going away? Now, last time they stayed till like two o'clock just hanging around. So that would be perfect because then I can do both things and and skip the walk, you know, which is the most important thing. <laughs> because I hate that walk because you're walking in. Well, actually, I think they moved it to it's better. But remember, that walk was awful with bikes and cars and not your single file. It's the worst. But, you know, I just want to show my support. So I'm going to play it by ear. I'm going to try and do both things. Uh, you know, take the train back. It's a pain in the ass because you got to transfer all that stuff. But I'm going to try and do both things. And then uh, and then we were going to go out for Memo and Rachel's birthday on Sunday. And I'm like, well, that's perfect. I don't need anything to do on Sunday because I'm already going to be out. But I think we're going to move that to Monday because their birthdays are on the 27th and the 29th. So, and fortunately, no Jewish holidays, as you or at least no modern uh, reform Jewish holidays say. Uh, you know, it is Sukkot. And Sibchas Torah. Uh, but for uh, me, I don't have to worry about uh, not going out because it's just cold nidre. You have to fast. But uh, that's the big plan. And anyway, I guess I'll report back to you on that next week on the podcast because that's the end of our show for today. had a good time. I feel we had a lively discussion about many things. Just Gow in the City continues in this beautiful fall weather in New York City. I'm back, baby! I'm enjoying just being... I don't know whether I'm enjoying being in the city or just the fact that the weather has just been marvelous, except for yesterday, of course, when I take the car out. The one time I take the goddamn car, it's got to... Whatever. Don't forget... October 6th at the West Side Comedy Club. Chanel Ali, a newcomer to the Dave Juskow uh, and Friends show. Uh, Lenny Marcus, uh, who did I just put on the show, who was I was very excited about. Uh, oh, damn, I can't remember. Uh, and obviously, uh, Olga be on the show. Oh, Caitlin Palufo, the one I was screaming about with her time constraints when we did Olga's show. I asked her to do the show because she's good. It's not like Daniel Simonson, who's not good, I don't think. But Caitlin's good, so I let it go. I put her on the show. She does the job. And her boyfriend, Steve Rogers, who I completely dissed a couple years ago by accident. Not my fault, really. Uh, I said, why don't you come on to do some time? So we got these um, great comics on October 6th. And then, of course, Tuesday's show, we've got Kate Herman. Tonight's show, Kate Herman. And she'll explain how she knows anything about fantasy, especially being that pretty. Seriously. And Greg Fitzsimmons. Yay! I love Greg Fitzsimmons. So it is going to be top-notch stuff, everybody. And have a great week. The weather is perfect. And I'll see you next week on the Night Fly. Good night, everybody. <laughs>